Welcome back to the Bounds Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Renthigpen. Always excited to be with you. Well, listen, today I have the pleasure of honoring another human behavior expert. It's so rare that such a phenomenal human is like, listen, we could talk behavior, attachment, security, insecurity all day long wants to come and play with me on the BBP. So I'm very excited. Today, we are welcoming Miss Tracy Crossley. She is a behavioral expert, author, and podcast host of two weekly podcasts with her background in business, marketing, psychology, ontological coaching, emotional intelligence, and intuitive abilities. Tracy is not playing. She is here to be a continuously, consistently on top of all of the things in the Lee, I-L-Y, you'll see why in a minute, game changer for women leaders looking to reinvent how they live and lead from the inside out. Tracy, welcome to the BBP. How are you today? I am doing really well, and I'm really happy to be here. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Same. I'm very, very excited to have you. The the lead that is coming up for me when I was professionally stalking you and reading about all of your awesome accomplishments, the things that you are bringing in the world was you were really very serious about helping people not just become their best self, but look at those really uncomfortable spaces that they tend to be in internally and not wanting to be honest about what that is, you know, the shame and the guilt that we often feel when we can't figure out why we're not connecting to other humans, you know, whether it's our romantic partners, our siblings, sometimes our children, let alone in the business sphere of things, which I know is a super sweet spot for you that kind of honestly levels you up um, among those that are experts in the space, because you're really trying to help women entrepreneurs specifically, there's that Lee again, (laughs) and all of it. And I was really both impressed and proud to see another human behavior expert that isn't just toting the old same stories of, you know, this is how you have to get help. You can only do it with therapy. You have to sit on, sit or lay on a couch. You're saying, no, there's other things that we can do. And you're using all of your skills and bringing them in such a, a beautiful and synergistic way to help whoever is sitting in front of you get unstuck and get to the next level. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of it was probably motivated by my own stuff and realizing how, you know, especially in business, when I was in corporate, I I came to a point where I thought, I don't want to have emotions. I don't want to have feelings because they just get in the way. I wanted to be very intellectual so that all of my decisions I felt were intelligent. And I mean, it was just a farce because you can't do that. It's pretty impossible. But it was at that point where I started realizing that I had anxiety, had all these other things going on, and that that doesn't have to be a way I want to live. And, you know, it's been a long journey since then as far as, you know, starting a business and, you know, the things that I do. Yeah. When you decided to get real, with yourself and say, you know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. and say, okay, Tracy, you are a very sharp weapon. You are smart. You have all the tools, you know what to do. And you've clearly been helping tons of thousands of people for a very long time. But when you turn that mirror on yourself and say, I have to really 
I have to get honest with myself about what's going on. Did you have a moment of pause where you didn't, I'm trying not to put words in your mouth, which is why I'm, I'm literally pausing, but did you have a moment of pause where you considered the consequence of what it would mean to take time out to really work on you in terms of how maybe, you know, family or clients or those that knew you as the expert would now be like, okay, what's going on with Tracy? Like, she's not coming to all the events anymore. She's actually saying no. She's putting up boundaries so she can have her own time to work on her, whatever that looks like for them when you were giving a no so you could give yourself a yes. Did you did you hesitate for a moment and say, well, I don't know how I'll be judged for doing my own healing work? Or was that never a part of your narrative? You know, it's interesting because for me, my personal issues overshadowed my professional issues. Mm -hmm. And for me, I don't think I thought about the price. I don't think I thought about what it would look like in reality with other people. I think I had an idea, you know, growing your confidence, feeling you have self-worth, because I don't feel like women are born having self-worth in this country, at least. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, all of these things that... I didn't realize would happen, happened, but at the same time, I didn't, I didn't hesitate. I hesitate, I shouldn't say that. I didn't hesitate when it came to other people and like what you were describing, where I hesitated was with my um, fears of loss, my Mm -hmm. fear, you know, whether it's loss of how people might see me, you know, loss of people, whether it was personally or professionally, loss of opportunities. Uh, loss of my piece of the pie. What if I don't hold on to my piece of the pie? Is it going to go away? There's no more pie. Uh, I didn't really know, but as I was going through it, and it was years, I, I think that for me, there were certain things along the way that not that I sacrificed, that I just said, okay, that's just how it is. And if people didn't like it, um, as I grew, that just became a thing where there were relationships that went away. Mm-hmm. And I might've been sad about it, but at the same time, because of how much I had grown, there was a, I can't do that. I, I, I can't sacrifice myself to accommodate whatever this person thinks I'm supposed to be or wants me to be. So that was a big, that, those were big steps, I think, inside of it, but they happened over time and different things, you know, would, would I would say, uh, trigger that. And that's pretty much how it went. Yeah, no, that makes sense. There was this. What I'm hearing you say is there was a moment to to deal with one issue and I was able to deal with that. And then there was space for that next good issue to kind of show itself so I can deal with it. And I also hear you saying with love that people who didn't accept it could kick rocks. (laughs) (laughs) And it was with love. It really Mm -hmm. was because uh, one of them was somebody who I considered uh, one of my best friends Mm -hmm. and she wanted old me. And I, old me was actually angry, but didn't think she was angry. Okay. And (laughs) yep, yep. uh, You understand. So it's, it's pretty much where I didn't want to live that way. I didn't want to sacrifice myself that way. And I used to rescue people. I was a big rescuer of people. So I didn't want to rescue this person anymore. And I, and I was getting angrier and angrier. And so what ended up happening was um, there was a whole crisis that, exploded. And in that crisis, it was very strange because part of me was like, I don't want to go back and and make this better because I can't because I have to sacrifice me. Right. 
And at the same time, I had all this pain moving forward because that was uncomfortable. It wasn't easy. I was losing a relationship that I, I hadn't thought I needed to lose. But in hindsight, looking now, would this person even fit in my life? No. Right. Oh, I felt that all in my soul. <laughs> From the angry to the reflection of this is someone who was a part of a different chapter that I don't want threaded into the next part of my life, the new book that I choose to write of, of my story. And God knows I can relate to that personally, professionally, spiritually, <laughs> and everything, all the leads, right? Like all yes, of it yes. right in there. When you were talking specifically about recognizing that it was time for you to be a different version of yourself, which I know is a huge part of what you help other women who, especially women entrepreneurs, women founders, women leaders do is say, listen, you know, th this was your truth. Let's not deny it. Let's not dismiss it. Let's not shame it. This was your truth, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be your future. And I know that's a huge part of what you're doing with that. When you were doing that with yourself, were you also looking at the elements of your your life? You know, we talk about creating work, life and love balance here on the show. Were you looking at what that meant for your platonic relationships besides this particular BFF, as well as your romantic relationship? I don't no, not sure if you were married mm -hmm. at the time or not, but did it apply in a 360 or was it just specific people that you had to really reevaluate? where they could go forward with you? That's a great question. And the thing is, is that it started, my whole journey, I think started professionally and at the same time because of my romantic issues, mm -hmm. um, the dysfunction and my growing my self-worth. It wasn't that I set out and said, I need to grow my self-worth. It was, I need to get out of this pain and I need to look at what is it I'm doing to create the things I'm not really thrilled about in my life. Mm -hmm. Those were more of it. You know, I, I'm kind of putting it in a succinct sort of package. Um, and at the time I was single, I was married um, when I was younger and then I had gotten divorced. I had three kids, single mom for years. And then um, my kids were grown and this stuff was just becoming really important because it wasn't that I could avoid it anymore. Say, oh, I'm raising my kids. I'm going to hide behind that. So mm -hmm. needless to say, uh, that did, it impacted everything. It impacts everything, even as a person who owns a business and how I relate to the people that are in my business, how I relate to the people that work for me is completely different than when I was in corporate 15 years ago. Mm, you, you saying a word, I was just speaking with someone some two people earlier today, just like a little quick tea initial conversation. And they were, they're new, they're not new professionals. They've been doing their thing for almost 30 years, but they're new to the entrepreneurial space over the last year. And they were talking about how awkward conversations are with new people, not because they're awkward about it. They're like, we're, you know, we're newbies. We're excited to talk with people, but how resistant people are about having these conversations and getting more intimate in the awareness of, you know, not just what do you do, what's your 40-second pitch and that version of it, but really getting to know them so they could decide, do I want to continue to, dare I say, professionally date you and have you in my ecosystem so we could avoid having unnecessary pain? Some pain is going to happen. It's life, you know, people telling themselves if you give them long enough, which means you have to be in a long enough conversation with them to tell them themselves. But to your point about 
moving through the different versions of pain that you were in and looking at where it was festering, where it was applying in a 360, not just professionally, but also personally, including the romantic. This was part of the conversation that was coming up and they specifically talked about team leadership and how Mm. different it is now being an entrepreneur with a team and having their personality, their challenges with connection show up even more that they're starting to see where other people might feel uncomfortable with them when they were like, what are you talking about? I'm the, I'm the best thing moving. Like I'm a happy person. Right. And they were seeing it specifically when it came to leadership. And that seems to be an underground conversation that's coming up more and more Tracy. I'm sure you see it all the time where people are starting to look at their personal development as it, as it, as it affects their leadership development and being leaders in their own businesses and that's mm-hmm. that's a tricky icky issue especially if you don't know your attachment style which is huge for what you yep. come on right <laughs> for what you're talking about across both of your podcasts mm-hmm. i don't know if you want to add to any of the things you've been seeing with your clients and colleagues you know it's interesting uh, i was having a conversation earlier this morning and we were talking about the problems that a lot of leaders have but they don't want to admit to them and it's it's like, well, I can just keep doing what I've been doing. I'll just keep doing what I've been doing. I've gotten to a certain level of success and I don't really need to look inside. I don't need to look at my anxiety. I don't need to look at my leadership style. I don't need to look at any of that, right? And there's a lot of fear there, because, but it's overcompensated with hubris where mm-hmm. I, I just believe these things about myself. And it's until they hit a crisis point, then... You know, whether it's they lose their job, their business, they, you know, have a like uh, a high turnover, uh, low productivity, loss of revenue, then those things may trigger a moment of, okay, I've got to do something. And what they'll probably do at first is try to um, hire better people or, Mm -hmm. you know, do things outside of them rather than looking at the inside of them. Come on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That that is a. Mic drop moments <laughs> on every level. You're a thousand percent right. The easiest thing to do, right, is point the finger. When what do they say? Mm-hmm. At least three of them. My funky fingers for all four of them is pointing back at me. But <laughs> it it happens all the time because we want to reach out and fix something instead of looking and saying, "Wait a minute. Well, what's going on with me? Is it possible that I'm out of alignment? Is it possible that I'm?" the person that's not communicating as clearly as I hear myself saying it, maybe it's not just what I'm saying, but the way I'm saying it. I know, and my husband is going to be listening to this show like this girl. We were just having a conversation the other day where he said something. I'm like, oh, you're being a little edgy. You all right? And he said, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not being edgy just because it's not, what did he he say? It's not rainbows and cherries on it. Doesn't mean that I'm being edgy. I'm like, well, you have to listen to me and the other person involved were we literally took our, our physical seats back at the way that you said something. Nothing was wrong with what you said, but it was the mm-hmm. way that you said it. And when you get comfortable with your team, when you get comfortable with your clients, comfortable with your colleagues, comfortable with your roommates, your partners, your cousins, your siblings, you start being a little bit more edgy than you would normally be. And you have to be, you know, honest with yourself that it wasn't received the way you intended it. You thought it was just a a statement that was obvious or maybe informative, but if it cut someone, you got to take ownership. 
for that cut. You don't have to take ownership for them dragging on and being dramatic about it for three weeks when it was a little prick, but you do have to take ownership for it. And I know that that's happening, especially in today's market when so many people are losing their jobs. So their trust factor is going down steep on so many levels. Yeah, I would agree that um, their trust factor. And also, you know, when I worked for somebody, one of the one of the jobs that I had, I was I, I quit after a lot of duress. And I remember looking back going, I put more of myself into that job than I actually needed to. And that was also what helped me to really see that unless I was being an entrepreneur, I was probably selling myself short. Mm. But even in being an entrepreneur, one of the things that I learned about myself was, and this carried over from being in corporate management, I, I always hated excuses. And so if somebody was giving me an excuse, I'm like, I don't really want an excuse. What I want is you to fix the problem mm. and let me know when it's fixed. And if you need help fixing the problem, let me know. But I didn't have a lot of patience with it. And it came across like I was impatient. And if I saw somebody, um, especially in a virtual environment, which is what my business is, you know, kind of fading out, I'm not hearing from them very much. I would start thinking, okay, I'm this person, I'm done. Instead of going, well, what's happening here? Right. And, you know, that took a lot, I would say, of emotional maturity on my part mm -hmm. because old me would have been like, ah, who cares? You know what? There's more people <laughs> out there. They're just not right for my business. And it's, it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot in who I have. It's in who I even retain. So I look at when you become more yourself, more worth, you have more emotional maturity because that comes with it. It's that you start making decisions differently and you start seeing a different picture rather than I think most of us just look for problems. Most of us are just caught up in problems. You stop looking past the problems and you keep looking at what are the goals I have? And are the goals being supported? Am I supporting the goals that I say I'm, you know, that I have? So I think, you know, when I look at my own uh, path, I didn't know where I was going. I had no idea where I was going. Most of us don't. Most of us say we know what we want, but really we don't. Right. Um, Cause when you ask people to be specific about that, I want to be successful. Well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. What, what does that mean? I want to know, because for me, I look at what is success and success to me is a number of things, but it's not all to do with work. It's a lot of them are personal things, but they're goals that I have. And if I get up every day and I want to stick to my goals, which is what I do, then I have to look at the world differently. Like you use love, you know, and it's like, okay, how is love in there? Right. How, mm -hmm. how am I being loving to myself and other people and what is standing in the way of that? And that's the stuff you have to work on. Yeah. I listen, an another, this is at least your fourth mic drop moment. In the whole show. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And yes to all of it. Um, it's rare. I'm sure you've seen by now and I'm pretty verbal. It's rare for me to be out of words. And all I can say is yes to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> right. So I have to ask you because you are doing a lot in the world and it's, it could be consuming if you're not careful. And to your point, your success is holistic. It's not just a monetized version of, you know, how what's in your portfolio, how much land do you own or whatever else might be in there for the, the financial legacy part of what you're trying mm -hmm. to create. So for the personal side of you, how are you giving yourself permission to pause? I just do. 
<laughs> I like it. I, I, yeah, I used to. I used to not. I was a workaholic, and I would be a workaholic in my personal life too. Mm-hmm. And now I will, you know, during the day I will sit at my desk and I'll want to be connected to myself, and I'll, you know, go inside of myself and connect. And then um, I take walks every day outside, unless it's weather is inclement, but. Basically, I try to go outside every day, um, you know, talk to my husband, I connect with people. One of the things that I have loved doing, and it took me years to actually realize how much I loved it, is I love having conversations with people. And it's really refreshing, and it's energizing, and it's an opportunity always. I'm not just talking about you you meet a client, and it's going to be a business opportunity. Mm -hmm. What I mean is, like, I went to lunch with somebody I interviewed on my podcast, and it was just interesting finding out about her. And I find that energizing, right? Like, oh, that's interesting. You want to write a book? That's very cool. And then I'm telling her about me, right? And I love that kind of connection because to me, that's energizing. That is taking care of myself instead of isolating and just being in front of my computer and working. Yes. That, that relationship reciprocity, it makes all the difference. Even if they're people you never see again, makes all the difference in the world. That's a powerful way to recharge yourself without feeling like now you have to be available to fix and, you know, tap into old hat, Tracy, right? Yes. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. How can people connect with you to find out more about the work you're doing in the world? And if they want to professionally stalk you too. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, You can go to tracycrossley.com. All of my social media links are there. Uh, the podcasts that I have are there, pretty much everything. So, or you could Google Tracy Crossley also, and you'll find all of the same stuff. But uh, yeah, my programs are listed there as well. And how to contact me, you can find there too. I love your humility, Tracy. You're just like, Google me chicks. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) For so many reasons, for so many. Thank you so much for carving out time from your full and productive schedule today to share with the listeners how you're creating your work life and love balance, what that's looked like for you through your transitions of growth, evolving and expanding into the potent human that you are today. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I've really loved our conversation today. Balance Bowley listeners, you know the deal. I have two favorite requests. The first is if you can think of one person beyond your beautiful soul that is within you that could really, truly, truly find value in this particular episode, Tracy Crossley's story, all of the energy, all of the vulnerability that she shared, whether they relate to her professional experience or not. If you know someone who's dealing with that kind of transition of old self that needs to step into new future self, share this episode with at least one other human. And second, enjoy the balance of your day, but remember, do it boldly. 